Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Matthew chapter 26 verse 75 And Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Praise the Lord. I'm speaking to you about the wonders of remembrance part four. The Bible when it's talking about remembrance has a position. That position is what I seek to bring to you in terms of definition. What it means when the Bible talks about remembrance. What does it connote? When God says, I will remember you or when someone is praying and he's saying, God, remember me. What are some of the connotations or the meanings that are carried about this phenomenon of remembrance in the Bible? In the first service, we learned that remembrance carries with it activation of records. We also learned that it also means the activation of memory. And in this service, the scripture we just read, the Bible is talking about the fact that Peter had been told that before the cock crows three times, he would, before the cock crows, he would have denied Jesus three times. And he remembered the word that Jesus said to him. So aside the activation of memory, Peter actually was awakened or prompted to the reality of what Jesus spoke to him before it did happen. He told him that before this cock will crow, you would have denied me three times. And it was not his reality until that time when the cock um, started making noise. So he was prompted or awakened to that reality. So one of the connotations of remembrance in the Bible is to be prompted. Is to be what? Awakened. Is to be what? Is to be prompted to something or to be awakened to a particular reality or phenomenon. In Luke chapter 24, verse 6 to 8, he is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he, he was yet in Galilee. Remember how he spake, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. He said, Remember. Remember. And they remembered his words. They were brought, they were prompted. The angel was telling them, soldiers were telling the king that this deceiver said he was going to rise up. They were prompted to that reality. But he had said it long ago that he was going to rise up on the third day. And they had not come to that prompting or awakening until someone told them that you have to remember and wake up to this reality. If you are here, say, I am here. In John chapter 16, verse 4, 
I'm just trying to show you that when the Bible talks about remembrance, it's not talking from the place that someone has lost memory or God has lost memory. But it comes, it comes with a lot of meanings. And one of them is that you are prompted or awakened to a reality. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. When the time comes, you will be prompted. You will be awakened to what I said to you long before it came to pass. And he said, and these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But I'm telling you so that you'll be awakened to that reality. So that you will remember. Praise the Lord. You will remember. You will remember. In Ephesians 2.11, giving you more scriptures. Too powerful. Look at what Apostle Paul is saying. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by, which, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. So Paul is saying that wherefore, I mean, of course, he's been speaking from the verse 1, and now he comes to verse 11 and he says that, wake up to this reality, that ye in time past, you were considered in a particular way, but now wake up to this reality, that you are no longer after the flesh, after the circumcision, but you are considered in a better way, in another way. Are you here at all? Are considered not the way you were considered as a Gentile, but now in Christ. Remember, wake up to this reality. So, one of the meanings of remembrance is to wake up to a reality. Jude 1.17, but of course, it's one chapter, so you could talk about Jude 17. In that 17, he says, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember. Wake up. Be prompted. Wake up to this reality. Praise the Lord. Come on now. So one of the meanings of remembrance is to be prompted. Is to, is to be awakened. We will apply it, but it's important to know the meaning. Another meaning of remembrance is to learn. Is to learn or to have an example. In Luke chapter 17 verse 32, when the Bible says remember, it says remember Lord's wife. <laughs> it's one of the nicest scriptures in the Bible. Remember Lord's wife. And in fact, if we are to read from verse 29, 30, 31, you, you find out that in 29 it says that, but the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. 30, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So you see that he's actually just opposing or putting side by side the experience they had in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he is telling them that something else is going to happen when Jesus comes. And so I want you to know, he says that in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. Wow. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. 32. Remember Lord's wife. What is he trying to say? Why, why is he saying remember Lord's wife? Learn from Lord's wife. 
Don't go to, if you are on the rooftop, don't come down to the basement. If you are in the field, don't return. Don't remember lot remember what happened to her. But he decided to look back when he was supposed to go forward. And when that happened, he lost his life. So he's saying now learn. When he said, remember, he said, learn from Lord's wife's experience. That in that particular day that he's talking about you are not supposed to be looking back. If you are there, stay there and, 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 and go on with your journey. <laughs> if you are in the field, continue. <laughs> like you, you hear on the social media, continue. Yeah, continue. If you are in the field, just continue. Don't look back. Are you here at all? So here, the word remember connotes learn. To learn of an experience to take an example from something that has happened before. So, learn, be taught that this is what happened in the, lives of, in the life of someone. And it could happen in your life. And so, remember here means to learn. To what? To learn. Another meaning of remembrance or to remember is to consider or accept. Is to consider or what? Is to consider or accept. Luke chapter 23 verse 42. I'm feeling it, pa. <laughs> In Luke 23, 42, he said, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Remember, accept me, consider me when you come into your kingdom. That's a thief talking. <laughs> remember me, consider me. When thou comest into thy kingdom, just consider me, accept me. He shot one thief who was talking some way. And he said, my friend, we are the thieves. This one is not a thief. After doing that, he now said, Lord, remember me. Consider me when you reach paradise. When you get to your kingdom, remember me. So here, remember means consider. It means accepting me or accept me when you get into your... Are we going somewhere? In Psalm 78 verse 39. Let's give you two more scriptures on this consideration. He says that, for he remembered that they were but flesh. He remembered. A wind that passed away and cometh not again. Now, if you read this whole chapter, you find out that God was just bemoaning how these people misbehaved though, from Egypt to the promised land. Then he wanted to destroy them. Then, then he came to the consideration and accepted their frailties that these people that I'm even trying to bend down, they are fallible, breakable, crackable. They are clay. They are, their frame is clay. And they are but just a wind that they have in them tendencies of misbehaving. So let me forget. So at that point, he just considered that they were ant and he didn't crush them with a more hammer. Are you with me? Yeah. He would have destroyed But when he remembered, he considered them. He considered their flaws, their weakness, their frailties. Considered that these people, they are not as strong as I am. So let me consider them. Are you here? He considered the real, as you are here right now, don't be deceived by the pontal. 
or the dress you have. And, you know, the, the real thing is that, I mean, this week my wife was praying. He said that God help me to always remember that I am what? Clay. Yes. We, we were lying there and she said, I said, hey, I'm lying with clay. More than a plastic clay. He said, God should just, because she keeps saying that if there was no phenomenon such as death, what human beings would have done here on earth? Eh? But God should remember, help her to remember that she is what? Clay. Because when you look at the before picture of some people, and the now, after 70 years, what? You see that, Charlie, the stickability of clay you know, has a way of reducing in, in degree. Because if you see, you know, you Body a body a. Sure. But today, you see that. And so bombo. Things really can become some way. You know, so it is important that God helps us to remember that we are clay. We are air. We are grass. Yes. We are not forever. We are perishable. We are highly inflammable. We are terminable. We are just, we can evaporate like air. Like we are there and then we are not there. Yeah. Have you sat to think how people die? Like Somebody is there, his body, no, it's a spirit, it's a soul, has a spirit, or it's a spirit, has a soul, lives in a body. Then the person is not sick. He travels and then a car has a collision. And the impact makes the spirit to leave the body. And the soul to scatter. The eyes are so not cracking. Then they say the person is dead. Like, I know you may not have sat to think about it. What really happens that at what level does the soul just <laughs> there's an intangible element. So yes, we know the spirit will go to the father, but at, at what level does the soul get overcome by the impact? At what level? Does the soul aspire? Yeah, they are. They say the person is dying, is dying, is dying, is dying, is dying. No, it's gone. Hey, I don't have some credit. This week, one doctor was just telling me how people have been dying. That a man, the son was going to die, and uh, they told the man that you have to take your son to somewhere where they can have ICU. And uh, when they called where the ICU, everywhere was full. So the man was praying that, oh God, God, the son was going, he said, Daddy, don't let me die. Daddy, don't let me die. Ah, so I'm saying that at what level does, does, the, does, does the lantern, at what level does the wick lose the light? Yeah. As we are fresh like this, at what level? There, then you are not there. Hey. So when God remembers, he just considers that, look, 
the material he used to create, you know, it's not forever. It's a perishable material. Yeah. It's, you can, if you like, you can keep clay. It will get to a time clay doesn't get sticky again. He loses it. And sometimes he can smell. <laughs> yeah. My wife says that I have a lot of perfumes by the grace of God and by the dashing of people. You know? And when you see me doing my combinations, my wife will now give me fans from the back. He says that you are spicing the flesh to reduce the smell. <laughs> spicing the meat to reduce the smell because every flesh stinks. Be reminded, brother. Yeah. That's why some guys, when you pass them, you know that you are past a man. Dangerous people. So no matter who you are, you see that you will just be putting that kind of nice water around you. Spicing the meat. Yes. Spicy meat. I saw what called so open the spicy and I open away. Yeah, it's just a spicy meat. Tastes different, smells different. But remember, remember. That's why when you are not in a, a place where there is availability of water for you to bath, you see your real level. You see your real level. Just remember. It's just to consider your true nature. That's, that's the connotation of the remembrance there. So when we put all this together, what are we trying to say? When you now stand and pray and say, God, remember me. One, you are saying that, Father, be prompted with my issues. Just, just at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you a prompting that I'm here. Don't forget me. Are you here? I'm here. Be prompted. Be awakened to my issue. Maybe it may be a health concern. Be awakened to it. Let it not be that it has passed your radar. Even though we know it doesn't pass your radar, but be awakened to it. Like, like let this be the task you are doing right now. Is God talking to someone? Yeah. Because sometimes you can be there. They will tell you, chen, 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 chen. you are on the list and you are never on the list. Daniel prayed. And for, Bible said, the very day that he prayed, the answer was released. But he kept praying that God, remember your people. Remember. Your, oh, and then God was awakened to the prayer of Daniel. Even though he's the same one who sent the answer. And when his attention was put on the matter, <laughs> we realized that something has happened from the DHL that was sending the, the, the answer. So he had to send Michael, quickly go down there and solve the matter. Question you ask is that, but the Bible is saying that at that level of prompting, he sent an angel to go and solve the matter. Are you here? Yeah, so don't stand there and say, oh, God is all-knowing, so blah, blah. That is not the position of the Bible. The position of the Bible is that some things can be 
it can happen in between the channels. And even though God knows, you and I must stand in a place where we are working. Whatever. I don't know the word I have to use, but <laughs> it's in the Bible. So <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that God will consider that you are a human being, you need his help. Yes. And accept you into marriage. Accept it because you are there. You are pressing pillow. You are there. You are, you are pressing air for free. Why are you pressing air? Why? Why? Pressing air, pressing pillow. You'll be dreaming that a husband by, is by your side. Uh, and you are catching warmth. No, no, you are catching pillow. Why? God, remember. Remember that I need to catch a man or a woman, not a pillow. God should consider because he knows what he put there. He knows that you won't survive except you are a celibate. But if you are not a celibate, he knows that you are heterogeneous. You have got genes and hormones that will require you catching a man or a woman. Kai, you think you can confuse me with this? Your false, false spirituality. I'm saying that. What are you talking about? Some people are behaving that they are more than the Holy Ghost here. You can't confuse me. God consider that I have need for food. I have need for a job. I've got needs. Consider because I'm not like you. I'm not even like an angel. Hey, consider. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, typically, I'm not like Jesus. I have the nature of God, but I'm not. Look, one foolish guy said something. The thing, the thing entered my heart. Oh. <laughs> he said something. He said that <laughs> he was talking about sex. He said that this thing that God created eh, is a dangerous thing. That everything, maybe God sent angels and the rest, but it's sex is God who created it. He said that that is why angels came here. They couldn't go back. <laughs> or say, even Jesus, eh, he was very careful not to sleep with anybody. Because you will be dire and come pass up because Because the way God created this thing, it will, it will just keep you here. Like that. You see some people in their face. I'm more, more responding. Probably a dangerous beer. <laughs> see, yeah, it, it, see, a dear boy is to pan this or buy, you know. One fan in San Kebi. But they said Kebi, I'm going to wear a very grass or in Yamiba. Uncle, 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 what a theory. I said, I'm going to buy the daughters of men were fair. She said, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go Yesu, or you're lucky. Powerful things. So God knows that, you know, Charlie. <laughs> In an Adu Ghana, you need you need more than currency to survive. You you need an anointing for sustenance. God, and so when you are saying God remember me, it's beyond your political party. Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever political party slogan, but when you enter your room, 
You pray one prayer. God. <laughs> Remember me. Praise the Lord. Consider me. Say me feel obedience. Dinda. Say me see me dear. Say me. Praise the Lord. I don't know if, if I'm already communicating to somebody here. So, with a little we have learned, you clearly see that God has such an element in him to remember his people. And there are things that God will not forget. There are things that God will not forget. In the first service, we learned that God will not forget about the enemy. God will not forget the poor, the congregation of the poor. And then in this service, we are going to learn that God will not forget his children. God will not what? Tell somebody, God will not forget you. Isaiah 44 verse 21. This is the wonder of remembrance. That if you are a child of God, you will not be forgotten. Let's read it together. One go. Isaiah 44 21. One go. Remember this, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant, I have formed thee, thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. Praise the Lord. Thou shalt not be forgotten of me. God, God categorically speaking, remember, you are my children, you will never be forgotten of me. So if you're a child of God, God wants you to know that you will always be considered. <laughs> you will always be considered. God will always use you as an example. You will always be a prompting in his heart. The son of man whom he is mindful of. You, you, he is always prompted by the fact that he has got children here that he has to take care of. Praise the Lord. So, one of the things that God will not forget has to do with his children. In that same Isaiah 49 verse 15 and 16. Isaiah 49, 15 and 16. Look at it very carefully because scripture must speak in such matters. It says that, can a woman forget her sucking child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea. They may forget. Yet will I not what? Forget thee. So God is saying that as his children, he will not forget us. The next verse in 16, he says that, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. You see, he considers your walls. Yeah, your frame. Bible says that he knows your frame that you are clay. And I have graven you. He says, you, you have got some lines in your, in your palm. God says that you are one of that, that thing that he has scribbled in his palm. And the same way you cannot forget that there are lines in your palm. That's how God has decided that as long as there are lines in his palm, you also exist on his radar. Isn't it powerful? Consider you continually. You know, because there are sometimes and circumstances where you feel like God has forgotten me. There are situations when you enter, you feel like, where is God? Praise the Lord. Come on now, where is God? Even Jesus on the cross, he screamed, my father, my father. Why has thou forsaken me? But God didn't forsake him. You see that on the third day, the whole earth shook. And he brought him out. 
took the stone off there. And sometimes it looks like God is not with you, especially in the very dark hour. Dark hour of crucifixion. Dark hour where demons are, are giggling and mumbling and, and, and groaning and, and shouting in your ear and in your head that you are going down and down you go. <laughs> and you are not coming up. I, don't you see? That's why even this one said he was going to help you that in the last minute he withdrew. And the ticket has escalated and the person who wanted to buy for you, now the inflation has caught his money and you can't even, he's not picking the call again. Devil be telling you. Don't you see that? The thing that you thought he was even pregnancy, it was a phantom pregnancy. He be molesting you in the corner. Telling you that you have been forsaken. And he will be giving you instances, circumstances, events. To, to, to give you an evidence that you are really, really forgotten, you know? Jesus screamed. If Jesus felt like that, it's not bad to feel like that. I just want to tell you. You see, but your existence should go beyond your feeling. Because even though Jesus was feeling that, he had already prophesied that I'm laying down my life. On the third day, I'm going to rise. He knew beyond the feeling that even though he was feeling some way, his revelation and knowledge about the presence and the existence and the remembrance of his father, of him, was superior to the feeling he was having. So even though he was having a feeling that it's like I'm lonely here and, and darkness is overwhelming me, he also had a revelation beyond the feeling that it's just a matter of time. The power that resurrects a man from the grave will kick me and bring me out. Are you here at all? I'm saying that I don't know what may happen to you. There may be a feeling that you are going down and there is nothing going to happen. But you must go up in revelation. That even though the feeling may be there, your revelation will tell you that beyond the feeling, there is a way out. Why? Because he will never forget his children. Why? He has scribbled you in the palms of his hands. If his hands have not been amputated yet, only this pastor will be preaching and will wink you. Thank God for Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. Sometimes the, the feeling you have is a real sinking feeling. It's a sinking feeling. Jesus told Peter, 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 he said, Jesus, if it is you, bid me come. Jesus said, oh, Peter, it's me now, easy. Step. Peter stepped on the water. He started walking. He started walking on. Oh, then he saw one storm coming. He took his attention off Christ and looked at the storm. Then he really didn't sink. But he began to have a sinking feeling. <laughs> it was as if he was sinking. He now cried, Lord, save me. And also, you know, sometimes there are things that will make you take your focus of the Lord. And when you begin to have that sinking feeling, as if my investment is going on, as if, you know, sometimes you are there, it's like your child will die by all means. 
That devil is a bastard. You, you, that feeling, eh, it is your deeper revelation that you will use to counter that feeling that I shall not die. I will not bury my young. Are you here at all? God has not forgotten about us. He will not give us to the will of our enemy. I'm telling you that that death that is coming in your heart is a sinking feeling. And devil needs you to agree with it. And sometimes, temporarily, you agree that, why is my life like this? But after that temporary moment, come to a permanent moment and tell the devil, hey, get away from there. I like what the Takradi people say, get out of here. Get out of there. <laughs> demons are different level of, get out of there. Get out of there. You just tell the devil, get out of there. Get out of here. God is in charge. Tell somebody, God will never forget you. One more time, one more time. Tell somebody, God will never forget you. It's too powerful. So, he will never forget his children. That's one of the things God never forgets. Are you a child of God? Raise your hand. Say, I'm a child of God. And because of that, I will never be forgotten. Come on now, say, I'm a child of God. And because of that, I will never be forgotten. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the next thing God will not forget is your labor of love. What is it? Your labor of love. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. God will not forget your labor of love. Things God will not forget. Your labor of love. Very beautiful. Wow. He said, for God is not unrighteous to forget your labor to forget your work, number one, and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. You have ministered to the saint and do what? Minister. So one of the things that God will not forget is that the service you offer to the Lord the ministry you render to the Lord, to the house of God, to the people of God, to the children of God, they never go to waste. Never ever. Never. It's an investment waiting for you. It says that, it says that God is not unrighteous. That means that for God to forget your labor and work of love makes God unrighteous. And because God is righteous forever, holy forever, he, he cannot, he will not forget your labor of love which you have showed toward his name. If you did it only for his name's sake, he will not forget. Maybe you did it because you love the girl. Or you did it because you love the boy. Or you did it for clap offering from people. But if you did it because of the name of the Lord, for his name's sake, which you have shown towards his name. If this thing you are doing in the kingdom of God, if it is, it, it is for the name of the Lord's sake, ah. except it's for something else, maybe the clap offering of people, but if it's not for the applause of men, but you are doing it for the sake of God, he says you will never forget your labor of love. Which you have ministered and you do minister. So, what really qualifies something to be 
a labor of love is the fact that you did it and you are still doing it. Not that you did it and what part that. There is a necessary condition and a what? A sufficient condition. Necessary condition. You did it. Sufficient. You are still doing it. Praise the Lord. Yes, at that level, no, we are going to resolve the equation. But my yebi dana me bon pie and a me genesis ya to my dream and me to an ayame kasa kasa and only in your labor of love. There be as a man ought to pray always and not faint. So when you faint, when you are supposed to pray, you are you are distorting something in the equation. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. You, you have to look into the Bible to see what qualifies something to be called the labor and work of what? Love. If you have it, number one, it should be for the sake of the Lord. So if you are in the church, you are doing something, they are not paying you, or they are, they are paying you small, but you are doing it from your heart. Number one, you are doing it for the Lord. Number two, you, you, you are still doing it without complaining. It's a labor of love. It's a God will not forget it. Praise the Lord. That's why even if you were serving somewhere and you left, refused to crucify the place. Because whatever you did, if you did it in the name of the Lord, it's in an account waiting for you. He didn't say you reap from where you sow. He said, you reap from what you sow, what you sow, what you sow, what you sow, not where you sow. Praise the Lord. And look at what the Bible said in Ephesians chapter 6, I think verse 7. Ephesians says 7, look at it. He said, with goodwill doing service, as to the Lord and not toward men. So, you are doing the service, it should be with goodwill, as unto the Lord, not unto what? So, I'm giving someone money, maybe for school fees. I'm not, I'm not giving the person the money because even there is a school fees to pay. I'm considering this person because, because of God. If it's not God, now me and you, we don't have any business at all. So when you also want to misbehave, consider God. Because it's like you are not my family member. And there was no strings attached to what I gave you. It's God. Are you here? Some people turn back to bite the hand that feed them. Because they don't consider the God element in the equation. If God doesn't touch the heart of someone, they can never be good to you without taking from you. So when people do you good without taking from you, sometimes cry you now, you are shocked that from where you are coming, men will always call for sex before they give you, or when they give you, they will come back and ask for sex. But this one has been giving you without making any demand. It's God. It's what? It can only be God. So you always have to honor the God element. Look, that you are a wife that does not qualify you to be given no? Go and ask some wives. Some men say once they paid the bride price, that's the only giving they have given. 
Every other giving is inside the bride price. If you want something, go to your father. And your brother who collected uh, <laughs> brother-in-law, <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a one-time payment. Yeah. Easy. That's why in the Old Testament, you will find out that a, a wife will go, maybe Rachel or Leah will, say, will tell the husband, if I have found favor in your sight. A husband will go and say, if I have found favor in your sight. Are you here at all? There must be a God element. for you. Never carry entitlement on top of your head. Anywhere. Even your, did you, did you see the scripture we read? Isaiah 49. It says that a mother who has given a baby sack it's not likely to forget the baby, but in case that's a, there's room, there, I mean, there's room. <laughs> I know maybe where you were born, but where I was born, women give birth and deposit it at the refuse dump. Sometimes they deposit it at the at the public latrine. You see now, a baby is crying by the public latrine. They have gone to bring the lady, the baby. It's, it's not like that your mother gave birth to you and took care of you and, and you grew in the hand. It has to be God. And as we are talking right now, go to some, some coastal zone there. They are throwing the babies into the water and pool. You knew they didn't throw you. Hey. I don't know. If, am I preaching something? Hey, you are a husband, a man, your wife cooks for you. I said one lady like that. The husband went to work. She was coming. She was very, very, very hungry. He said that, You should forget about food. Hey. Matches. You don't bring matches here or lighter here. Forget it. Forget it. And as we are talking right now, they are divorcing. Hmm? Ah. <laughs> there is a fish. It's called Udiye. Is it not so? Who's here, though? When you have a good one, and you have not been exposed to the real things on the field. You may even take advantage of what you have and not know what you have and blow it by some. We are all preachers here. You see that we are preaching, yeah? I like it. It's God. It's what? It's God. That the general legal counsel has, not, has called you to the bar. It's not because you pass the exam. Because some of you, the complaints we have about you, is more than the petition that was made about that young lady. But some way, somehow, you have been called. And Yafreu and Yafreu. So congratulations. <laughs> hey. So you, you see clearly that God is at work. Remembering his children. And uh, in a few minutes, I think I'll be bringing the message to an end. One of the things that God also refused to forget is his covenant. What is it? It's his covenant. He cannot forget about his covenant. And I'm going to dwell there for this particular few 15 or so minutes about how important it is 
when God decides not to forget about his covenant. In Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 5. Watch it. Jeremiah 50 verse 5. It says that they shall ask the way to Zion with their faces the word, saying, come, let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. Let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be. So really, the covenant we are talking about here is you joining yourself to the Lord. Maybe when you bring it to contemporary times in English, you will say that, that you received Christ. You have become one in spirit with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant. Look at the covenant. The covenant is what? Perpetual. And God respects this covenant so much that God does not intend to break away from it. So he talks about the fact that I will keep my everlasting covenant. I will keep the covenant that I have with you. I am a covenant keeping God. He said one of the things that God, it fascinates God, is a covenant he has with his people. It makes him to remember us all the time. If you are here, say I am here. In Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 60 to 63, watch it. Watch it. In the, in the first service, I, I talked about the character of God to remember his covenant. Now, I want to talk to, to you about the, the God remembering his covenant as a proof of his sovereignty. I said, what? He said, nevertheless, I will remember my covenant with thee in the days of thy youth. And I will establish unto thee an everlasting covenant. Next verse. We are going all the way to 63. He said, then thou shalt remember thy ways and be ashamed. When thou shalt receive thy sisters, thine elder and thine, and, thy, and thy younger, and I will give them unto thee for daughters, but not by thy covenant. Oh boy. And I will establish my covenant with thee, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Next verse. That thou mayest remember and be confounded. And never open thy mouth anymore because of thy shame. He said, when I am pacified toward thee for all that thou hast, hast done, saith the Lord. So you see that these people, God is relating with them. They really don't deserve, they don't have any locals. They have no grounding to have a relationship with God. But he says that I'm going to do some things. I'm going to remember you, blah, 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 blah. I'm proving that I'm bigger than man. It's a proof of my sovereignty. So God remembering us, especially remembering his covenant with us, is a proof of his sovereignty. He loves to do it. Praise the Lord. He loves to do it. And one, that we will know that he is a great God. He's a great God and he has decided to do more for us than we can ever do for ourselves. Than we can even ever do in terms of partnering him. I'm telling you, there is nothing we do that measures up. We only measure up because of the work Jesus Christ did. But it is important to note that God requires for you to make a movement based on the work that Jesus Christ has done. Unfortunately, in our time, we say Jesus has done it all. So, 
we, we move away. We don't move in the direction of the work that Jesus has done, has secured for us. So you see, a believer who has accepted Jesus Christ, and it's an arm robber. Because that kind of preaching, that is what makes people, you see that a believer has received Christ, but it's an adulterous woman, adulterous man. So you are married, but you are also in infidelity, and you feel cool, because Christ has done it all for you. BB, Jijo. BB, how? Because the covenant frowns on it. Are you here? Frowns on it. The covenant actually frowns on. If God gives you material wealth, let's say money, God gives you the money. In the New Testament, there is a reason why God will put the money in the hand of a believer. He gives seed to the sower, bread to the eater. So you can't say that it's kind of media. No. There is nothing that you have received. It's not Old Testament. Though. That was not given to you. And God put it in your hand because he trusted or he is testing to see whether you will release the portion that belongs to his kingdom for the work of the kingdom or you eat both the seed and the bread. And you will come back again. As for coming back there, we are there, you have to come back again. So when people tell you that, hey, he said you should be a willing giver. But he didn't say you have a choice whether to give or not to give. You don't have a choice. Jesus gave. And we have the nature of Christ. We will always give. We will always what? We will always give. Recently, you saw a major dollar deposit in your, in your, in your offering. It's my wife who gave it. I will mention the value. She was just praying on Saturday morning and she had gone to clear all her account everywhere in the world. It, the plan was not for her to bring it to. But as she was praying morning flavor, morning flavor. She was sitting in the corner then uh, when she woke up on Saturday morning and uh, she said, the thing is just telling her that every money she has, she should give it to God. Are you the only one who gives? Uh, and it's in dollars. She changed all her money into dollars. You are, you are there, you are doing. They are praying all the account to bring to God. You are there. Do you see how God will punish the mouth of some people? When you see that God is blessing people, eh, it's not because we just received Jesus Christ. That's why we have there. It's because we are honoring the Lord Jesus Christ with our lives. Praise the Lord. That's why two Christians are not the same. <laughs> some are beautiful, some are it is what it is. And every father he can have too many children. So, some, some are prodigal, some are, some are fantastic. In a great man's house, there are many vessels. Some are gold, silver, wood, whatever, touch. Alumimpo or plastic and so a hobby. And all of that. But I'm just telling you that. Because we honor the Lord, when you feel the movement of the Lord in your heart, you need to move. It is called honoring the Lord in the covenant. You know, you don't begin to do in church with God. And say that, oh, God doesn't need my money. God doesn't need your money. In the first place, it's not your money. But if it's in your hand, then you even think it's your money. How do you think the work of God will progress if all of us have that mind you have? 
Hey. Now the thing is that if what has been written as black and white in the Bible is difficult to instruct you, then you are even out of range to hear his voice. Because no black and white in the crown. Hey, demon. So now no, how will he even go the extra mile? To say, meba meba. Sa, sa, mbana wako, wano. Feyezi, wano. Bind the demon. What a demon. I bind you. Don't talk to me. Stop talking to me. And all that. That's why it's, it's in levels. It's what? That's why the blessing is also in levels. Then you are there now. You'll be complaining. And I'm sorry. The obedient level. Where do you So one of the reasons why God also remembers the covenant is to give us a divine turnaround. Is to do what? Oh, I think I'm within time. Exodus chapter 32 verse 13 and 14. I'm just showing you that God is addicted to remembering the covenant. Very addicted. Exodus 32, 13 and 14. Look at the scripture. Very powerful. He said, remember Abraham. Isaac and Israel, thy servant, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and, that, and they shall what? inherit it forever. Next verse. He said, And the Lord repented of the evil which he taught to do unto his people. I mean, God was going, these people were misbehaving from Egypt to the promised land. They got to a point, God said, hey, Moses, I'm going to kill all these people. Now Moses came to God and said, God, 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 hey, God. Mama Don't get too angry. Remember that this, your current wrath that you have can be constrained by the covenant you have already secured with Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. That you promise that you will send their children to the promised land. So remember that covenant and relax on this thing that I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. And in those days when God was going to kill you, will be announcing. <laughs> 2 p.m. I'm going to finish all of you. 3 p.m. I'm going to finish all of you. So Moses went and said, God, God, God. Listen. You see, you have to learn that Moses is not speaking sentimentally to God. That God... How will you blah, 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 blah. He says that you have already sworn a covenant with their fathers. That you will send them to the promise. So even if you want to kill them, send them there first. Technical ground. Covenant is a technical ground for a divine turnaround. They were going to die in the middle of the way. And by technical negotiation based on the covenant, Moses said... You have no choice. You have to send them there. And for once, we see in the Bible, the Bible says that, and it repented God. God repented. He changed his mind. He said, Why? Because of the covenant. The covenant will always bring a divine turn around. Though. You know, because there are some things, you know, that they said that your heart is failing. There's water gathering in your lungs. You are at level four cancer. Oh, I don't know. 
I saw one girl on social media. She says, uh, uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm dying. I've got some few hours or whatever. Blah, blah. I'm dying, I'm dying. I say, you know. We know. We have major covenant on ground. That that them pants and carry away Long time, long time. The centurion built a temple long time before the servant became sick. And no genius, no say. And go for and say, Jesus, Papa, we did if you go be unto me, who? Hey, oh no, I saw it time we are who preach with. No, no, see ye. I want to hear you say, Mama, uncle. Just say, oh, Kwanana, Papa, Nishan, I said, oh, and the man said, you don't need to come home. I'm a man under authority. I tell this one, go. He goes. That's when the covenant is on ground and you have become a general already. He said, don't just say the word. Say the word. One more oil and yeah, yeah. We carry oil and yeah, yeah. We to two one and you and yeah, yeah. And there some cranny. It didn't work. Why? Because when you get into a technical situation, whether it's spiritual or physical, what you need for that major divine turn around is a covenant. Doc has died. And they went to call Peter. When Peter came, they said, Peter, before whatever you think you can do, let, let, let us tell you where well. This woman must not die. He's not allowed to die. Her covenant was to take care of people. See, this, this, this is the display of all her works. So Peter went in, he said, God, on the basis of her covenant, the display of all. Remember, one of the things God will not forget is your work and labor of love. They have displayed it. Oh, question I want to ask you is if they were to display your own now, would there be a display in the first place? Covenant is for transaction, it's for what? Sometimes they tell somebody that this one, that recently there's a lady who came here. The teaching hospital has given up on her. They say they are going to try to do one surgery, but even that one, the chances, they mention one lopsided percentage. We just prayed. Not knowing this lady has been sowing, 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 giving her life to Christ. Praying now, boom! She went to the hospital again. They said, no need for surgery. You are fine. We are sorry. And all the matter to has left her body. A, covenant is for technical match. It's for what? I can't hear you. It's for what? Yes. I'm saying that when you are a first class student and you all go for the interview and you all get the same high mark, who should the job be given to? It's a technical match. There are some things human hands cannot do. Or normal hands cannot do. Yes. There are some things <laughs> it will only take a divine hand to turn around. Is God talking to someone now? A divine hand. 
And your, that's why, you see, if you look into the Bible, you will find out that a woman fed a man of God. When he fed the man of God, he fed the man of God and the servants so much. In fact, he gave, even gave them a penthouse. Then they told the woman that, what can we also do? Because in a covenant relationship, <laughs> there are exchanges. There are what? Exchanges. The woman said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Then they said, we have not seen or heard the sound of a son here. And the prophet said, a year by this time, forfeiting us, you are forfeit. Listen, because this is proud to Jesus coming home. And Jesus said in the book of Mark, he says that when you enter anywhere, they give you water to drink. The people that I have sent, if they give you, give them water, you give them food. He said that, leave your blessings there. The, the prophet is carrying a package for you. And so when they treated the man of God and the servant for, for, for who they were, as he said that he's a devout man, he's a great man of God. God had to do something there. God had to do something there. The woman was not even in agreement. Oh, her faith was not at that level. He said, oh, oh God, <laughs> I have, I have, look, I have retired. That's what I'm talking about. It's a technical divine turn around. There are things you think you have retired, but the covenant no agree. Covenant said you were supposed to have it, and you must have it. And you will have it. Some people, you are here. There are things you are supposed to have it. You don't have it, but you will have it. Because the covenant says you must have it. That's it. Don't go to God and be begging that God, God, I beg you, restore me. Don't beg. What you need is not God, I beg. What kind of prayer point do you have? God, I beg. Do you have any other prayer point? God, I beg. It's like you don't have any other prayer point. Like, my prayer point is that God, I beg. God, I beg. If God, I beg is all, the only prayer point you have, change it. You, you need to get to that point where you will press a covenant portal. Covenant what? Portal. It should be speaking for you. It should be, because they do baby, I don't want God, his part of the covenant was cut by the release of blood. The blood of Jesus. So after all, when that happened, he said, Maria. Until today, Hebrew says that we come to the blood of the mediator. And this blood of Jesus is still speaking better things. So stop talking. He's speaking better things. The blood is still speaking. His own son is still speak. Are you here at all? That's why he can still tell the devil that take your hands off that, that child. No sickness. The blood is still speaking. Covenant there to speak. It, I don't care the devil that is after you. The covenant will always speak. It'll always speak. They say you will not marry. It's a lie. The only way that thing can happen is when you don't have a proper connection, proper covenant relationship, because God always remembers the covenant. Always. If he says, I'll prosper you, and I say, I'm under getting covenant, he will remember it. It's a covenant keeping God. I don't know. Am I talking to somebody here at all? I see that this man, God will remember you for wonders. 
There shall be the wonder of remembrance in your life. Yeah. So, remembrance is not ordinary. A covenant is speaking. Now, I mean, oh, we know your mother doesn't have money, but we know your mother has prayer. <laughs> she has been praying for pastors. She has been praying for people's children. Been praying for the community. Her own children cannot spoil. I don't have English, so I didn't come to speak grammar. I say her own children cannot rot. No, it cannot spoil. They cannot spoil. A covenant is working. He told Cornelius, he says that not only your arms given up, but your prayers have also risen. You cannot be an intercessor and there is no intervention for your children. It's not possible. That, hey! I said, whatever is trying to keep you down is a liar. God remembers the covenant. There is a divine turn around. I said, there is a divine turn around. There is a divine turn around. There is a divine turn. There shall be a turn around in your life. It repented God. If God changed his mind from destroying, devil cannot continue to destroy. Boy, I'm feeling this thing. Some of you, some sicknesses are in your body. They will just disappear because the covenant is working wonders. Shout a louder amen here. Technical match. Very technical. Marasu Kalera. Intaliva Lososto. One day Paul was praying to God concerning Epaphroditus. He said, this guy is useful to me. He's praying all the time for the church. God, on the account of the covenant I have with you, don't let him die. Well, if he dies, when he dies, it will cause me pain. Eh? It's on me. The bill is on me. You should get to that point where your pastor says to God, God, you can kill anybody, but not this woman, not that man. Am I talking to somebody now? One woman fed the prophet. Then there was famine in the land, drought. Please sit. After the famine, the prophet came and said that I have connections to the king because of the covenant we have. Should I use it? Should I speak to the general for you, the army general? Should I speak to the king for you? The woman said, I'm a woman in my own land. Then, long story cut short. The woman was going for her things to be restored. Okoye, no. It's a prophet servant who was standing by the king and was narrating how some time passed. A woman by covenant fed the prophet and the servant. And the woman appeared there coming to put her request for the restoration of her lands and everything. And the servant said, ah, your majesty, behold the woman that we are talking about. Covenant never dies. It never dies. Yeah, it will appear the time you most needed it. I'm telling you. I feel sad. That you were a Christian and you don't want the basic foundations of the covenant. Relationship with God. 
honorable, reverential relationship with God. Number one, be pure, be holy. Number two, neglect not the assembly of the of the be addicted to church. Number three, pay tight, honor the Lord. He said, when you are doing that, you are honoring me. Four, giving of first fruit. These are simple matters. You would like to say, oh, I'm going to buy a bus for the church. I don't know if I You can't build a skyscraper when the foundation is wrong. Or when you don't have a foundation, you can't build anything. Hi. So there are people in church who are not, you see, and God will always remember the covenant, who are not consistent, consistent. Give me the scripture that says that God cannot be mocked. I think it's, it's Galatians. Whatsoever a man so it. It's a, I think it's still seven. Is it still seven? Yeah, let's try it. No, I think that one has to do with service. Put, put something there. God cannot be mocked. Good. Be not deceived. Six, seven. It's a pastor's daughter. Yeah. Doing memory, memory, memory verse in the morning. Be not deceived. <laughs> Galatians 7, watch it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also what? Reap. Please, move on. For he that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap what? Next. And let us not be weary. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Yes, when it comes to covenant, this is covenant language. What is covenant language? This one. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. 2020, you pay tight. Uh, 2022, you say because of depreciation of the city. God understands. You are weary. You are weary in well-doing. The language of covenant is that you are consistent regardless of the condition. And so when God has to also act, he will act regardless of the condition. That's why covenant people always prosper under very terrible adversarial conditions. Because God doesn't look at the condition before acting. He just acts because the covenant says so. Because you have also been honoring the covenant because the covenant said so. And you have been consistent. You have been what? I can't hear you. You have been what? Consistent. If, if you are not consistent with God, you will shortchange yourself. As for God, he always remembers the covenant. What is that's our consistency. Said, be not, do not be weary in well doing. Stay consistent. For in due season, problem is that by the time the due season comes, people have fainted. They have left to cry. So you see that there is nothing for them to collect. Because I've, I've not seen a fainting man carrying gold walking before. They are giving you gold. You are fainted. That means you are not there. The gold, the gold reached where the covenant said the gold will reach. But you are not there to collect it. As for God, he will always ensure that
that his part of the bargain will be done. But as to whether you will have the consistency and not be weary in well-doing to tap into the blessing, that one is in your own hand. Is God talking to someone? I listened to a great man of God. He said he used a Benz to drive away the spirit that want to wither, wanted to wither his hand. And he's a miracle working pastor. Deadly anointing. That's healing school. Maybe the biggest in the whole world. His hand was withering. Then he said he had a, a brand new Benz, smiling one. After praying and confessing and doing all that he has been teaching from the Bible that one has to do to secure the miracle. He said the hand was still getting with it. Then he heard in his heart release that smiling bends. You see, he was not weary. He was not wearied. Christians like to say, My enemy has me, I don't know what to do again. I've not I've, I've sold, I've fasted. He said, You just believe in one time payment. Keep on. Keep on. Honor God with your tithe. Honor him with your first fruit. Keep on giving. Keep on sowing. Keep on serving. Keep on praying. He said. He, he called one of his boys to drive out the car from his. He said, the moment the car left his gate, his hand came back. The mo- Clap your hand and bless the Lord. The moment. Covenant was working. Because he was not weary. Tell someone, don't get weary. I see God remembering you because of the Covenant tell about five people say don't get weary don't get weary the covenant is going to speak for you I see the covenant speaking for you God is remembering you because of the covenant talk to somebody say talk to about four people say I'm telling you God is about to visit you he's about to remember you big time don't get weary refuse to be weary in the name of Jesus because something great is coming your way you will see the glory of God Talk to some three more people. Tell them that there is a wonderful remembrance. And I see God remembering you. Whatever you are trusting him for. Get ready to be remembered. Tell them, tell them. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Preach to them. Get ready, get ready, get get, 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 get ready to be remembered. I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are, please. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Vawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org one word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0274-532-360. Or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.